guys, welcome to Operation Brewery episode number six. In this episode, we're going to be talking about our new Black Ops branding and why we went from the branding we had before through a pretty extensive process to come up with a whole new look and feel for Black Ops prior to our launch. Hope you enjoy the episode. So if you've been following Black Ops for a while, you'll know that we started almost as a bit of an accident after me, Govs and Eddie were sitting around at a bar and, and started talking about a sort of beer we wanted to make, the eggnog stout. And we got to be carried away and put a logo together and put some packaging together and sort of made it look like we had a real brewery. That logo stuck and we kept that for the first couple of months and we put it on shirts and we, and we sort of used it when we got press and that kind of thing. So it started to get out there. Um, and, and we kind of fell in love with it, but at the same time, I always had a little bit of a concern about it that it was, it was just kind of a free font from Google. It wasn't really going to stand up to, you know, really high quality craft beer that you would see in a bottle shop, for example. So I was always a little bit concerned that that wasn't going to be enough for us. I'm not a designer and I really wanted to get someone good to help us out on something that was going to look really professional. This process took quite a long time. We had a bunch of people work on it for us, some for free, some for paid, and just couldn't really resolve the design challenge that we had, which was we wanted something nice and professional and appealing to a lot of people, but we had this sort of military angle to our brand, which if was if taken literally, it kind of got a little bit over the top and it was a little bit hard to do beers like Beach House or Gold Coast Pale Ale with this really aggressive masculine military font. So we went back and forth for, lo- for a long time and then I found a designer on Dribble, which is a website for high-quality designers, and his name was Matt Vagotis, and he's a lettering artist from the Gold Coast. And I had a chat with Eddie and Govs about whether or not we could, we could completely redo our branding using Matt, and um, this is the call that we had to start it off. And for the rest of this podcast, we have a chat with Matt and talk through the process of how we went from what we had before to the new branding, which you can see up on blackops.com.au. So... I talked to this dude. Yeah, I, I talked to this dude. I don't know. Did you look at any of his stuff? Yeah, it looks good. Uh, is this Dribble guy? Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks all right. I like the topography. Yeah, like he like hand draws everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. His Instagram's good. I'll put I'll put a link to his Instagram in. Um, I'll put in the design in this design channel. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you what he said. I'll tell you what I said to him. I, d- I didn't record it because I called him on Skype and it was fucking up, so I just called him on his mobile. I chatted to him for ages. He's a, he's a good bloke. He fucking knows his shit too. I, like, I basically told him the background. I showed him what we've got already. He, he basically said, like, I think he just fucking reinforced what I think, which is, like, he doesn't reckon our new logo is going to... Our, our logo is going to work when we get into packaged products. Like, his concerns were basically, one, that the logo is basically just a free fucking font that I've got in Google, which is true. And, he's, and he, he was basically, like, this is... It's not consistent with the idea of having, like, a craft product. So it's like... Like, if you go into a bottle shop and you're paying extra for a craft product, you expect, like, the design to be, like, a craft style. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so his stuff is like, like when you, when you get a logo from him that is like hand drawn and then created, it's one of a kind. Whereas like I've just gone into Google and typed in military fonts and pulled out this fucking Black Ops thing, and that's what we ended up with. And so anyway, so that's what he thought about that, which I agree with. But the the question is, can we afford to, to change it, or is it too late to change it, or can we change it later, or do we or do we just not want to change it? The, the, the other the other concern he had was. He, he said, like, basically, that, like, if it's a packaged... In, in package form, the logo won't work as, like, one big long line like that. Like, it needs to be stacked. 
So if like you look at lo- a lot of his stuff, you'll see like the companies with bigger names, the logo will go over two lines. Yeah. Yep. And he said, like, we would have to do something like that because our logo, it's just too boxy. Like, it wouldn't work on any kind of circle or on, like, a small de- or a small bottle or something. Yeah, as soon as, we, as soon as we tried to put it into a decal, it was just not working. On a T-shirt, it was fantastic. But. Yeah, and, and it's also, like, I think because it's, like, so... My, my concern with it, the main, main thing is, like, our top-selling product... Like, I don't think our logo suits our top-selling products. Like, our, our top-selling product is going to be Beach House and Gold Coast Pale. Yep. Like, it's, it suits fucking Eggnog Stout, ABC, but it doesn't suit these other beers, and that's what we're going to be selling the majority of. So, I don't know. He, he pretty much ag- agreed with me on that. I mean, he, well, he, well, he pretty much said that. I didn't tell him that. He, he said that. And then... He told me about his process, what he does. He he said he basically doesn't do like the iterations thing. He, he said if he, if he wanted to do, if we wanted to get him to like fix our decals, he would recommend redoing the logo, doing it all again from scratch. He said he doesn't do iterations. He just he'll just come back with one concept that he thinks he will get right, and if he doesn't, he'll keep doing it until he does get it right. I don't know what else to say except I don't know. You guys talk. I think I, I think I think it's right. Like I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, I think the big question is how much is it going to cost us? Because I don't think it's critical that we we don't need to do it now. I think we can get away with what we've got. The the difficulty is though, like we can get away with it now, but it's going to create a burden later on if we want to change it. Like oh, totally. if, we, if we have a physical premises with this logo and like things on the walls and package stuff, like it's going to get more and more expensive to change this later on. Yeah, yeah, you, you're totally right. But, I mean, it's not unheard of for, for breweries to, to rebrand, you know, years down the track. Um, so it's doable, but it's, it, uh, it comes down to how yeah. much it's going to cost. Like, if it's going to cost 50 grand to do this with this guy now, like, it's just out of the question. He, he gave me an idea of cost. I'll, I'll talk about that if, um, if you're ready to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really have any more questions okay. yet. To me, it would be a price-driven thing, because I think I totally agree with like, the, the brand isn't going to transfer that well onto packaged products. It's sort of interesting the way, the, like, the way he thinks about it is, like, because he's, like, hand-creating all this shit, like, he can... He said he basically works to a budget, but he has, like, a minimum. So, like, if someone comes to him and says they want, like, a really detailed label for something... Like, I just got this gin... I don't know if you saw this thing I put on Instagram with this gin label. It's got this, like, full fucking illustration on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if he's going to create something like that, it's going to take him fucking ages and it's going to cost a shitload. Yeah. But... If he, like, what he suggested for us, because I, what, what I said was, like, if we go ahead with something, like, is there a way that we can not have a fully custom decal for every single beer, but still have an overall custom branding? Yeah. So we can easily create a new one if a special beer comes out or something. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not easily as in, like, copy and paste, but, but like, the, the kind of stone and wood angle as opposed to the burly brewing angle where, like... We're not doing it like with Burley. They're doing a complete yep. from scratch design for every new yep. beer. Yep. Stone and wood. Maybe they don't do no, that. No, I, um, I prefer like I like. I'd like people to be able to see a brick, one of our logos and know it's a Black Ops beer just by yeah. the the layout of it. it it's uh, it's unique and it's across the board. Whereas you don't. I think Burley. You look at you know you look at Big Head and then you look at Twenty Eight. There's no real apart from obviously their their logo on it. There's nothing really uniform about. It different designs so i think so so he agreed that there'd be some sort of compromise there yep where like you you could get one done it would have a a consistent black ops logo look and feel 
and then the next one would be a different colour, probably a different script for the actual name of the beer or the style of the beer or something. Yep. But otherwise, like, generally a consistent look and feel. Yep. So the outcome of that conversation was basically that we were all on board with this idea of rebranding. It was just a case of making a little bit of a compromise so that we could afford to do a full rebrand and full decals and labels for all of our products without breaking the budget. And we came to an agreement with Matt and we set about getting started with this design. So what happened first was Matt put together a script style design for us, which was a very big deviation from what we had currently. It was more in line with the sort of work he does. And if you can get on Instagram and follow Matt Vagotas, you can see the sort of style of work he does. I thought it was absolutely fantastic, but it was a huge deviation from what we currently had. And so the other guys, I think, weren't immediately in love with it, although I think it was more a case of sort of having to go through a process of Matt teaching us about the design and the ideas and us printing them out and sticking them on beers and and sort of getting a feel for it before we accepted it rather than um, just rejecting it. And what we, so what we, what we did first was we went back to Matt and said, this looks great, but we also want to see an option with a more traditional sort of military masculine feel to it so we can see both and we can at least know that we've given both executions a try before we decide on one. So we had this conversation with Matt soon after he submitted the second design. What's the best way to do this, Matt? Did you want to talk us through the latest one? And then, and then we'll go through what, what we're thinking. Okay, so basically, I, I, I told you that I wanted to do a separate type execution just because I knew that the script was a huge deviation from what you were doing before. I still prefer the script. I think the, the, the script has class, personality, and it's got this, you know, it's got, per, it's, it's got a personality that um, I, I find has an aesthetic about it that's, that's nice. But I didn't want to show you another version that I, that I didn't like, hoping that you would just choose the other so I wanted to make sure that I liked the other version first before you know that I properly liked it so with the second concept what I wanted to do was um if if you got if if, if one of the big problems was it was too much of a uh, deviation from the old um you know horizontal sort of condensed sort of style type why don't I just make that a bit more classier, a little bit more, um, uh, have a little bit more structure about it, a little bit more integrity and and originality to it. I wanted to create something that could perhaps have that sort of masculine, upright sort of um, uh, um, integrity about it. So that that was uh, me designing. So I I started designing a, a, a typeface like that um, a while back for a vodka label and then um, it didn't go ahead for, for other, other reasons but that's where I, that, that was the sort of DNA for me creating these letters okay. um, for this like uh, so I mean I only had the K and the A uh, and I guess in the O and so I thought okay it's going to be a really nice fit um, the shadow cuts gives it that little unique sort of sort of personality behind it so that 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 was pretty much that and I thought well look let's it's black hops, right? Let's put, let's make a nice little flag type thing in it, like you know, and, and actually sort of bring out the black hops, yeah. right? So that sort of um, draws reference to the name without it being necessarily military. We're talking about black hops, um, not black ops. Uh, so that was another reason for that. Now, I've, 
this I wasn't even sure whether to, to show it to you like this or not, but then I thought I'll, I'll do it anyway and we can always sort of change it down the track. Uh, the way I wrote Brewery, I just found uh, a neat little sort of uh, duality between writing Brewery and also spelling out beer vertically. It may not work. It may look a little sort of too kooky to do it that way. I thought I'd show it anyway just in case you went, oh, yeah, cool, beer, brewery. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I can t- I can definitely rethink that sort of area. So I, I replied to your email about the second concept. Although I, I did it like as soon as I looked at it. Um, yeah. And it's gr- it's grown on me a little bit since then. But I think I think <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you do have to sleep on these things. Right. As much as it, as much as it causes anxiety for me, um, <laughs> I, I like to get I like to hear what people think pretty quickly. But um, you know sometimes it is it is that you've got to live with it for a little bit. Look. I would really love you to choose the the script. I just think it's some fucking sexy type, yeah. you know, and and I just think it will it will serve you guys well and it will stand out against other beers, you know, in, you know, in in fridges and stuff like that. Um, but again, like I said, I wasn't going to present something that I didn't think that I could back. That I, you know, I wanted to be proud, you know, of whatever is chosen. So I wasn't going to, you know, the second concept. I still really like. I love that flag. Uh, thing for me that's a nice little you know beery sort of touch to yeah. it yeah yeah i didn't really like the like the brewery thing but you did mention that that was a little bit experimental but i think eddie liked it i just yeah. didn't see the beer thing i didn't i didn't put the two and two together the beer and the brewery oh, okay. I that. right oh well you told me that so maybe i wouldn't have either if i didn't know no already. and i wasn't expecting it i did to. like the flag i like the flag yeah I could totally mm. get rid of it there and, and incorporate it into a different style. And, uh, you know, it's, it's up to you, but you guys all might collectively go, no, nah, we're starting to really love that script. Don't bother about it, Matt. It's just wasting time. Um, if, if you feel that the other one is predominantly stronger than this one, it's, it's entirely up to you. If you want me to entertain the idea of, you know, putting brewery in there somehow, um, you know, rethinking that, then, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I think my, I think my like my like when I saw this second one, I just sort of thought like our current branding is so recognisable, and this is sort of like a a less recognisable version that's I think is going to probably have the same problems. Do you think it's less so, recognisable? I mean, I, I I would I would argue that I I I think um, that typeface that I've crea- created stands out a lot more against the black and it's it's a lot more uh, crafted than, say, the, the chosen uh, typeface. You know, that, that was a font that you guys used, wasn't it? Right. I, I get that. But pe- people just seem to, like, like the other day we're, we're down, like, filming for something and people, like, coming up to us asking for a shirt. Like, people really, they really recognise it and they, they get the military thing straight mm. away and they're like, it's like... I agree it's not as crafty, but it's like if we're going to go after the kind... And this is sort of like... It's sort of like got that a little bit of military to it, or masculinity maybe more than military, but with the... It's an old-school military, this. This is an old-school military. This is like, you know, you're riding in on horses and you've got great big fucking shields and and swords. That's kind of what Dumsey said. He said picked up like a medieval sort of vibe. Exactly. And to, to be honest, I think that's cooler. Yeah. Fuck, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> I really Put like you on the design spot. too. <laughs> design too, right? Yeah. I, I guess. Okay. Either way, my my point would be that I think design two is going to suffer the same fate as our current branding, which is like it. 
if you see that in a bottle shop, it really just, like, for the sort of beers we do, it really doesn't look, like, elegant and classy. It looks like it definitely stands out. It looks cool. But yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't achieve the same thing, which, we've, we've, which is kind of what we're looking for, which is for people to, of all sexes and persuasions to go into a bottle shop and see something and it looks sexy. Yeah. And and I, think, to I think design one's going to do that. Yeah. Uh, you, you do have that conflicting, um, you, that, that tug of war sort of uh, um, thing going on there where you are trying to sort of uh, trade off what your old brand was and what you want to be sort exactly. of thing. So it, you, it, it's something that you guys have to kind of really go, okay, if we're going to do this, we've got to, we've got to you know, We've got to you know, back it and we've got to, you know, stand by it, sort of, whichever decision you go. I, I think so, too. I, th- I think, like, if, if we're going to go with the, the military, we should go full military. Uh, and I think we're just going to be back where we started, although with something a lot sexier and nicer, but I think it's going to have yeah. the same problem. Look, if you were to go full military, it, it wouldn't, like, there, there's a couple of things that I could do to, the, to, to concept two to even sort of um, militrify it. <laughs> there's a word. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like just you know the way I handle brewery in that in that space. There's a, there's a couple of other things like, you know, I could put maybe an old school cannon in there or something like that as a, as a as, you know those old school ones that have got the wheels and the you know they face up. You could put that in that space and so there are cool things that I can do. But you've got to you've got to own it. You've got to say, okay, this is the direction that we that we want to go. Um, yeah. So I guess that's a decision for you guys to um to mull over yeah and i think it's it's sort of difficult because we like one of our investors really likes the current branding um the other one really likes the the first version that you sent through um i mean it's it's not their decision of course but it's 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 just a um yeah i I guess we've got to decide eddie did you have anything else to add about the i haven't really spoken to you too much even about the first version no well i don't know i i kind of need a couple of days i think to look at it and and I've, I've literally just looked at it five minutes ago. But um, I, I really like the second one. I, I really like the flag. I, my mind goes straight to things like t-shirts and and and, yeah. and sort of little knickknacks, um, coasters and things like that. And I really like the BH and the flag and and the hops. And I like how that sort of looks standalone, yeah. as opposed to yeah. Um, I think what was in the first one or was it just the. I can't even remember it was more that. elegant looking, but it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't a clear BH. It was just like a, a little emblem that yeah. I think may I or may not recognize. I prefer it. the the rectangle decals. Um, I don't know. There's, there's bits of both that that appeal to me. So as you can hear from that um, conversation, we were a little bit conflicted at that stage. We had a a script version that looked really classy, but wasn't all that recognizable as Black Hops. And then we had a more military version, which I wasn't super fond of. Um, and I don't think Matt was either, although, I mean, he said he put a lot, a lot of effort into it. I think he was really in favour of the first one. Um, Govs wasn't on that call, but he was very much in, uh, um, against the first one initially. But as we kind of went through the process, became more and more um, in love with that first design. And one thing that really changed things was with the first concept he sent through, we had a little monogram that was sort of like a BHB that was wrapped around each other and it, was, it wasn't very recognisable. It looked kind of cool. Um, but as a total package, the script font with this BHB thing looked nice but didn't really look like Black Ops and didn't really have any sort of military connotation at all. And so one thing we did was we went back to Matt and said, we're really starting to fall for this first script version, but 
with that little monogram, we want something there that's going to have a tiny bit of subtle military reference to show our heritage and also give us something we can put out there that, um, you know, put in our social handles or put up at the cellar door that is something that's going to be recognised as the Black Ops symbol. Um, And Matt, within a couple of hours, threw together this little sort of monogram based on a chevron sign uh, with, with a tiny little BH and um, a little sort of plaque-looking monogram, which you can see if you go up, up to our website. Probably the best way to do it. It's kind of hard to explain. But the minute we saw that new monogram with the original script, uh, Black Ops writing, which he tweaked a little bit and made it a little bit more legible, we were all very much on board with that first design, and that's the option we ended up going for. So if you head over to blackops.com.au, there's a couple of things you can check out. You can go to the um, just the page generally and you can see the new branding. Um, you can also go to our shop, which is now blackops.com.au forward slash shop. is our brand new merchandise shop. You can order shirts um, and other merchandise with the new branding. And if you've seen some of our photos lately, you would have seen that we're getting around in these shirts now and they, they look really nice. So you can check those out and check out the episode blackops.com.au forward slash six. And you can leave us a comment and let you know what you think of this design process. One final thing I wanted to do is have a final chat with Matt just generally about the design process and how he goes about creating designs for clients and this particular form of design that he does. And he's a top designer from the Gold Coast, a local guy, doing great work, um, internationally recognised and building a good following on social media for what he does. So... I've just added about six or seven minutes to the end of this episode after the music. If you want to have a listen to that conversation, then feel free to do that. Thanks, guys. See you next week. So, g'day, Matt. How are you going? Well, thanks, Dan. Yourself? Great, thanks. So I wanted to chat to you today about the Black Ops branding. We, As you know, we went through, a, went through hell about five or six months of um, just trying to figure out how to solve what... I think it was a pretty complicating branding problem. And um, so maybe if, maybe if we start with what, what did we come to you with initially? Yeah, well, you came to me with an awesome project. I mean, you know, it's every designer's dream to work on a, a, a beer label. So uh, thank you for that. That was, that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, no, you, you came to me with uh, um, an interesting uh, uh, project because, of course, you're called Black Hops and with the military reference and uh, you, uh, you really wanted to uh, uh, sort of not, not necessarily indulge too much in that military side of things, make it more approachable. So uh, it was an interesting assignment in that we had to uh, make something, um, uh, you know, desirable to, to a broader audience um, you know, while still having that, you know, element that, uh, you know, of your heritage and where you came from. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'd actually be interested in your opinions about this. Like the way I think about design is sometimes, like sometimes a design project is just inherently easy. Like there's, there's just a really logical way to resolve it. And sometimes it's really complicated. Like, is that how you think about it? Or do you just think about each one as a challenge? Uh, everyone's every every client's a unique challenge, um, and, and and sometimes it is easy, sometimes it's not. You know, it all evens out. But um, yeah, sometimes you know I can actually take a brief, um, I can take a phone brief, and I can sort of start to form a visual picture in my mind of what needs to be done, and I'm like bang, and I'm itching to sort of you know sink my teeth into it. The moment I hang up the call, or even sometimes when I'm you know talking and I'm sort of jotting ideas down, I can almost see something immediately. But then you get some. Well, you've got to do the, you know, the, the required research and, you know, go through the process of sketching and scamping and, and it's all about that, 
light bulb moment when when something comes to you and sometimes it comes quickly sometimes you've got to search for it um but usually when it does happen that's then it's just a matter of execution so um okay yeah because i'd sort of thought with with this particular project we tried to do it with other designers before and and the way i was thinking about it was like junior designers will sort of get something and like the sole mission of what they're doing is to create something that they think looks good yeah. Whereas I think design is a lot more complicated than that. And like you've mentioned some of the challenges with our project, like we wanted, we wanted something that was true to our brand, but we also in a way wanted something the exact opposite of our brand. And so we needed, we didn't just need something that looked good. We needed something that also made sense for what we were doing. And one of the things you said to me when we had one of our early calls was like, if you're going to be a craft beer company and you want to differentiate yourself from all the other mass produced stuff, then the design has to suit that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, like, like we've, we've just said, it, it was that balance. Um, and I don't know, for me, um, after meeting you guys and, and understanding that you did want to make it to a broader audience, um, you know, there were a few things that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to embrace that sort of whole craft element. And, and for me, if we weren't going to sort of go down that military sort of, you know, angle. Um, I wanted to not create necessarily like a, a, a motif that sort of, you know, represented um, craft beer or, you know, something military, but infuse that craft element through crafting the topography, the, you know, the lettering, um, as such, so I wanted to capture your personality um, just through letter forms. Yeah, and you know, so that you know, I, I sat down and I just started writing out your name and started, you know, trying to get a feel for the letters um, that make up Black Hops and and and, and form relationships, you know, and motives um, that can be repeated and you know form something that's aesthetically ple- uh, pleasing to the eye, but also appeal to the market you know, that you were trying to expand to. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the point is, like, when someone sees that, they don't see something that's been designed on 99 designs. They see something that someone has crafted specifically for it. Um, all, all the way down to one of the fonts you used is, is one of your own fonts that you haven't, haven't even released yet. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And, look, you know, when you start to present your, your brand through social media and all of that, you, you build this interest. Uh, you show sketches of how it's created and people start to get, you know, they, they, it starts to build interest. And then um, those that do follow you, then they see it, you know, the labels, the decals and, you know, on the bottles and stuff like that. And then they, they understand that there's that love and passion that's gone into creating it. So it isn't just some sort of cookie cutter service. And usually that comes across in the design as well. But, uh, you know, for people that don't know the backstory, so that, you know, that's the beauty of um doing uh, lettering style logos that uh, you know have that uh, that crafted you know element you know I wanted to put the same sort of love um, and passion into creating that type as you guys do um, when you're creating your beer so one of the things that I was excited about when I was looking around for a designer was I was on dribble which is a site I guess you'd call it like an Instagram for graphic design a place where where designers go on and upload all of their stuff and you get the high-end designers on there you, you don't get like the sort of 99 design guys doing spec work, you get the guys who are really passionate about their craft. And I found a bunch of guys who were doing amazing things and had really good responses and good mm. designs on that site. And one of them was from the Gold Coast, and which was obviously you, which was a super cool surprise. Um, but one of the things I really liked was this, like you mentioned, the lettering style of design. 
Could you fill me in on like what, what does that mean? What does lettering mean and how does that approach differ from other, other forms of design? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, so lettering basically is, is drawing, um, you know, typefaces, letters and, uh, yeah, physically drawing the shape, shapes and the outlines of letters, the transitions, the thicks and the thins, yeah, on a piece of paper. Um, and then you have calligraphy, uh, which is actually writing those letter forms, so actually get, getting those uh, results organically yeah. through the thick, you know the applied thickness with your you know your brush pen and you know or your you know your um, calligraphy pen so one's drawing mm. the outlines illustrating type and one's writing type so um, I'd been doing that for probably three or four years intently like really focusing and ever since I did that um, you know for my first project a while back there's just been this massive um, resurgence of it. Like, you know, everyone, everyone's frothing on hand-drawn type and, and all of that. And um, so, yeah, my, my dribble portfolio is pretty lettering heavy because of, um, you know, the popularity of, of this style um, of, you know, particularly in the logo world. Like, you know, I mean, it's been around. It's timeless. It's been around forever. Like, you know, look at logos like Ford and, you know, and Coca-Cola, it's, you know, it's everywhere. But yeah, a lot of people are really sort of, especially in the craft world with the resurgence of, you know, all things craft at the moment, people sort of tend to appreciate that a lot more. So um, look, I'm glad you found me on Dribble because uh, most of my clients are from overseas. So it's always nice when someone local actually uh, finds me, um, you know, through those avenues. So that was good. Yeah, for sure. And the, the other place that the people should check you out is Instagram because you've got a really big following on there um, and and you don't just show, like, the designs you've done. You show them in various stages. So you, so if they go on to your account, which is Matt Vergotis, V-E-R-G-O-T-I-S. That's it. Matt with two Ts. Um, you'll see one of the very early uh, physical in paper. I don't know how to better say that because I live 100% online. I don't even own a pen. <laughs> but um, <laughs> a very early sketch of the Black Ops concept. Yeah. And then you'll see it all the way through to you wearing the actual shirt. So you put up a couple of pictures on there. But you but you see the same thing for other projects you've worked on as well. Yeah. Look, I I like to use the Instagram space for. Um, Showing photographs of, of, yeah, of sketches and stuff like that. I mean, it always um, fares a lot better as well. You know, people like to see photos, not sort of just vectored um, uh, imagery on Instagram. Yeah. So, um, and I think that just dates back to the nature of what Instagram, um, you know, is all about. And it is about sharing photos and stuff. And, yeah, so I like to, um, I like to put just any old sketches. I like to sort of post practicing um, sessions that I do just, you know, it just keeps, um, you know, that, you know, the lettering relevant and, and, and what I do. So, you know, with dribble, it's more so showing, uh, you know, the, the commercial side of things, the corporate side of things. Um, you know, I'll still put some practicing stuff up there, but, and, and process stuff, but it's, it's more so, um, uh, trying to focus on, you know, stuff that I do for clients. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you get much, do you get much work through, Something like Instagram? Um, I'm getting a little bit more through Instagram. Um, I definitely have more followers uh, followers on Instagram than any of the others. But um, uh, I look, mainly through my, organically through my website, um, Dribble, I get a fair few. Uh, Behance, I used to get a fair few. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do get inquiries. I, I get stacks of inquiries through, through all of those things, you know. Um, 
not all of them, you know, eventuate, but uh, a lot of people yeah. are sort of fishing and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely helped me by publishing my work um, on, on all three of those because um, it, you know, just opens up your clientele fetch, you know, to be, you know, global. Like, you know, 90% of my clients are from overseas. So, yeah, and it helps other people too. Yeah, yeah. I've got social media to thank for all of that. I've got a question that's, I don't know, maybe this won't end up on the podcast, but I'm personally curious. Yep. Have you seen the iPad Pro and would, would that be the sort of tool that you would use? use in in like either as well as doing physically writing on a page or or instead of look i'd be um you know i do like to get the tools out and just do things sort of naturally with pens and papers and get grubby with ink but i did see it recently um and it does look kind of cool and it looks like it is getting <laughs> some pretty good results i'd be interested to see what it means for for say designing digital um things like fonts and stuff like that, whether, you know, mm. I can translate that whole brush pen writing and then it sort of, you know, automates itself into a, a functioning type, uh, typeface. So I'm sure there are applications being, you know, created that, that will uh, allow that to happen, sure enough, and that, that could be a real time saver for me. But yeah. look, I, look, you know, I'd be interested to check it out. I don't, I don't know whether it's totally, in, you know, aligned to the kicks that I get out of, doing things you know the methods that i use at the moment so i don't know yeah uh, it's, it's interesting though there's a guy that follows me that's a master penman um uh jake wilman he was the um he was the person that uh you see actually doing the calligraphy and um on that video oh, right. and he he's he's an exceptional talent he's like this just absolute freak of a talent that is just amazing like there's only 11 master penmen in the world and um he's the youngest and he's uh you'll have to fill me in on i mean i can guess what a master penman is but what, what, what... yeah i'll look I'll, I'll shoot you a link um but uh basically uh i don't know it's passed it's been passed down through general you know not, you know general history just these people that um have to have just this supreme knowledge and and ability to execute um various uh calligraphy styles and and yeah uh, i think it's a pretty uh <laughs> tough tough uh group to crack <laughs> sounds like if there's only 11 in the world yeah oh, that's exactly. cool. maybe i can include some of his stuff in the show notes what yeah. we normally do is if i think this will be episode six so if people go to blackhops.com.au forward slash six i'll put in the links that you send me and a link to your Instagram and, and maybe a link to this guy's Instagram so people can follow him too. Yeah, definitely. And anyway, so it was it was exciting to see him, uh, of all people that are just such a master of, of a traditional craft, um, mm. uh, using the new, te- the new uh, technology. So, um, yeah. Well, let's be honest. Apple probably paid him a reasonable amount. I'm sure. <laughs> it was a truckload, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, cool. So... I guess the last question is, um, is, is what did you end up coming up with for Black Ops and, 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 and yeah, just, I guess, describe, describe our new branding? It's a sexy piece of tight work that's going <laughs> <laughs> to make the beer taste even better because it's presented well. Look, with, with these sort of things, like, you know, you walk into a bottle shop, you know, you do, you make snap assessments on what a beer uh, tastes like just by uh, how the bottle looks, and you know one of the one of the uh, parts of the brief was to you know to have something that was quite minimalistic, simple, and all of that. But I think somehow we've managed to infuse that sort of world, but also put in a fair bit of personality in in uh, in the way that the typeface, um, you know, the way the way the word 
words black ops read so yeah i'm i i think people are going to love it and i think they can love the beer cool well hopefully that's the case well, actually i can i can already confirm that's the case because we're, we're getting lots of really positive feedback and i know just from my own point of view like one of the issues i had I had a lot of issues with the old branding, but one of the issues I had was it just didn't stand out when you went into a bar um, yep. and it just blended into the rest and you'd really need to be looking for, for like specifically for us to know what it was. But we're yep. starting to see our decals now pop up in bars next to other decals and they really stand out. They really look nice. So, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Yeah, thank you so much for your help and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, work on such a cool project. Yeah, for sure. And if people want to find you online, is, is Instagram the best or your website? Um, my website's pretty good, but Instagram, Instagram's good also. Uh, my website is uh, simply V-E-R-G, that's verg.com.au. And for Instagram, it's just um, uh, the handle is Matt2Ts, Vergotis, V-E-R-G-O-T-I-S. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Champion. Champion.